Welcome to another inspirational message from Church on the Rock Pile. Thank you for listening. And if you would like more information, you can visit us at www.therockchurch.co.za. Welcome. Well, as you know, today is Vision Sunday. And at the beginning of every year, we share the vision of The Rock. But we also want to make sure that you have a clear God vision for your own life. And vision is simply the ability to see clearly. The ability to see clearly. In a world full of uncertainty with little that is clear, in fact, lockdown has given everyone a period of reflection. What, what have we been doing? Where are we going? And it is only God who gives us his vision for our lives to bring stability, confidence, and clarity. And the Bible says in Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Another translation says, where there is no clear vision or revelation for your life, people cast off restraint. In other words, with no vision, you will think, you know, how your life doesn't matter. But it does. And some of you need a reminder that God has a wonderful plan for you, which is the only thing I believe that will bring Real fulfillment. And as I look back, I'm amazed at what God has done over the year that has just passed. Especially this year that's passed. But 2020 looked a little bit different. Do you agree? We all know that. But was still incredible as God made opportunities to touch and change lives. And so as we look at rock care, when it came to food parcels, we fed between 400 and 500 people conservatively. We made up 103 food parcels plus additional mini parcels for our moms at the center. Rock care moms, as we look at them, there were 168 were counseled at the hospital before lockdown. 268 were seen at the center since lockdown reopened level three. One of our team, unfortunately, have contacted uh, COVID, and we are being very cautious with our 2021 opening. But then baby, baby parcels. 416 parcels went out. Each included 100 rands worth of toiletries. And we had 145 babies at the peak of lockdown. And then clothing donations. Over 1,500 items of clothing were donated by you. 40 black bags full went to an orphanage who desperately needed it. Plus clothing was handed out weekly to the Rock Care moms. Then we had the Rock Care Christmas party. And a lot of children never went back to their preschool, but we still managed to give Christmas gifts to over 100 children at three different schools. The stand was cancelled one week before the stand was, was supposed to happen last year, and they weren't able to meet. But the leaders met online, and we had a stand night at different churches at the end of 2020. And it was a great, great success. Stay tuned. We've got lots of ideas for 2021. When it comes now to our church, The Rock, our word for last year was lead. We believe God was calling us to a year where we would love, encourage, assimilate, and develop people. And never has a word been more appropriate. But I believe the word that God has given us for this year is going to be just as relevant and just as prophetic. Online church started the, the, the weekend of lockdown. When it began, we had three days, three crazy days, to put it all together. Nobody slept. 
We had to purchase equipment, find out how to do it. And uh, it was a miracle that Sunday we were online. We launched Kid Online as well. And that has been phenomenal, the response we've got from that. Uh, we launched through the website and then expanded into Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Then we started a 2 p.m. meeting because Eskimo decided to have load shedding and, uh, and lock us down. And so we extended that and we haven't stopped because we averaged just 120 devices on that one alone. And so it's been fantastic. We also added a radio slot on Paul FM 96.7. That's a great program to listen to on Sundays at 10 a.m. And at the end of September, our online reach was greater last year than our in-person reach had been in 2019. We had hundreds more devices online than we had people in the building, even for our big weekend events that we had. And most devices have more than one person watching. We made youth development programs, videos for gymnasium high school rugby players and uh, to inspire them. And 18 were made five months worth of inspiration to that school. We launched a devotional group. Uh, we had 105 people on it, and last year ran for 261 days straight. Our prayer group, we have a prayer warrior group that has 78 people right now praying for you. And apart from praying every morning, they met 21 times throughout last year. We also introduced Zoom power nights, and we have one this last week. We added nine new life groups. This is during lockdown. CrossFit, during lockdown, we added nine. We now have 31 and 350 different people connected or still connected with us through our WhatsApp and SMS number. Rock Youth was incredible. And I want to salute the team that kept our youth engaged during this season. After lockdown, when they gathered, they had 86 teenagers coming together after a lockdown. That is phenomenal. And now, some great news. We will be launching this year. This year we are launching a preteen, a junior school youth. And I'm excited about that. Stay tuned on our social media. Our creative team launched the how-tos on the social media page. It was incredibly creative. How to exercise, how to give, how to pray, how to connect, how to do exercise, whatever it was. And we zoomed our hearts out. We even launched, as I said, those Zorm Edition Power Nights. And we still managed to celebrate Easter, Mother's Day, birthdays, Miracle Sundays. We had drive-bys and an awesome, fantastic Christmas celebration. And I want to congratulate every single one of you for the response we had at the Miracle Offering. You know, when I said we're having a Miracle Offering, people told me, Mark, you're mad. How can you have a Miracle Offering during the pandemic? Don't you know what's going on? But I praise God, I praise God that vision doesn't change because of a pandemic. And we put not one well in Zambia, we put four wells into Zambia. Each well impacts about 2,000 people. Greater than that, while any loss is tragic, and it is, God kept so many individuals and families in our church safe who had COVID and who have now recovered. That said, COVID really hit our country hard. People are in a tight space financially, health-wise, relationally, emotionally. Many people are confused uh, as to what their future holds. Now, as we do every year, are you ready for the word for 2021? It's a word that I believe God has given us to build up our faith and expectation. So, are you ready? Are you ready? Drum roll! 
word is acceleration. Acceleration. Not just normal acceleration, but divine acceleration. Meaning that God will make up for lost time. We see from scripture that he is able to make up for lost time by divine acceleration. His supernatural ability applied to our lives, to our time, to to our circumstances can bring his plans to pass at a rate that is much faster, much faster rate that is humanly possible. When God is at work, nothing can stop him. If you have experienced setback which have uh, delayed your God direction, the Bible says that he is able to move you forward to where you are supposed to be despite those setbacks. After Valentine's weekend, I'll be unpacking this, so don't miss it. It will be life-changing. So, are you expecting to see God move at a phenomenal rate, restoring what has been lost through this season? I can't wait for the testimonies that are going to come out of this year. But today, I want to talk to you about building. I love the process of watching something being built. Jen and I built our first home And I was there every single day, watching it develop. Not that I love brick and mortar and PVC, piping and plumbing, no. But I know and I knew what would happen there. I could see the vision of what it would hold, would hold my family. And it's the same with the building here that is around me right now. It was the fact that I knew many of you would come to know Jesus in this place. Some of you would take a step to lead something. You would discover that God has plans and purposes for you. But I need you to understand that the church is not our building. It's not the auditorium. It's not our foyer over there. It's not the campus that we meet in. No, no. The church is you. It's you. When the building was closed up and shut down, it did not affect the church. The Bible says that the Spirit of God is not dwelling in temples built by men. And he's now dwelling in you. And you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And that is why I love building the church. And I pray you do too. Because I believe we should all, all of us should be about building the church. Building it. Building people. Because as we build more people, the Spirit of God lives them there. And where they go to... The church is. I don't even know this, but whenever you show up, wherever it is, that's where the church is. You are the church. It's not a sign that's out front. It's not a logo or a brand. It's where you go. So you stand in the plumbing section at Mr. Builded, and there's the church. You park in the parking lot at the mall, and there's the church, because you are the church. And I believe that God is building a people, a family called the church to make a difference in the world that is around us. And sometimes it takes a jolt like a world crisis to shock us out of our complacency and remind us what is really important. I believe that COVID has shown us that it's time to step into the mess in a brand new way. God has placed us here right now, here and in Wellington or wherever you are located around the world you to understand, he's placed us where we are to meet the needs of people. So my prayer in this season is that, that when they look back in history and write about it, about when the devil tried to contain the presence of the church, they don't look back and, and write that the church was not engaged. 
I pray they look back and they say, the church stepped into the darkness and showed the light of Christ in a way that people had never ever seen before. The church rose up and loved people and gave the good news of the gospel in a way that it had never done before. The church stepped into people's fears, into their pain, into their broken marriages and into the, into the social situation and brought healing that was needed. Jesus didn't come to build a political party or an economy. He came to build one thing. I'm coming to build my church. Not facilities, but a called out group of people. A movement of God. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Gates are not offensive weapons in a battle. They are defensive. And so we are not just an ordinary group. We are an army. We are in a spiritual battle against the forces of darkness. I'm not one to see the devil under every single rock. I trip down the stairs. I don't go, I rebuke the devil. I understand I need to put my glasses on. But I know that I need to open my eyes and look around me that there is a real spiritual battle that is going on. And Jesus is saying that there is going to be some territory that hell is going to want to put some gates around to protect. And our job is not to sit back in a nice little building in our homes, but to get out and take the gates down. Jesus said, it will not prevail against us. We will take back the territory of hate. We will take back the territory of broken marriages, of addictions, and the gates of hell will not stop the church. For the last 25 years, we've been building this church, but God has been building an army. An army that will go and push against darkness and make a difference in the community. People don't need more religion. Oh my goodness, no. They need a place where the demonstration of the Spirit's power is seen. Our nation, the world, needs the church. Because Jesus is the only one who can bring reconciliation. It needs the Spirit of God. Because only that can take the heart of stone and make it a heart of clay. Only Jesus can transform and forgive our sins. Only he can turn hate into love, bitterness into forgiveness. He can cause educated and uneducated, rich and poor to come and stand together. So what is God establishing? A way of living. Literally from the beginning, the Bible shows that God wants four things for you. And that is reflected in our vision statement. To connect people to God. People to people and people to purpose in a contemporary way so others may live. That means to be in a relationship with God, to know him personally, people to God. To settle your issues from the past, to find freedom, laughter, life to the full through community, people to people. To find out what your life is really all about, discovering your purpose, people to purpose. And then to do something with your life that makes an eternal difference so others may live. The ultimate purpose of a believer is not Sunday attendance. It's not being online or in a building. It is not just joining a small group, though I'm going to challenge you to do that in a little while. It's not even doing 2,000 Bible studies and having loads of knowledge. No. Knowledge puffed up leads to pride and arrogance, the Bible says. The ultimate purpose of every believer is to go and make a difference in the world. 
We're here to make a difference, to be carriers of the gospel, of the good news, to be deployed on mission. In this COVID world, you will either complain or be the solution, but you can't do both. You can either make life about you or about others, but you can't do both. And I believe that you will never, ever be more fulfilled than when you are making life about others. So these are the four things that are important for us as a church as we go into our future. And so number one, to know God, to know God. The Bible says in Luke 15, 7, I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous. He also says in 2 Peter 3, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. The desire of Jesus is that everyone comes to faith in him. What does that mean? It means you and I should have a passion, a passion, not, ah, it was nice. No, oh, I'll give a nice little clap at the end of the service. No, no, we need to have a passion for people to know God. We should be passionate about connecting people to God. And there are a couple of ways that we do this. When we open again, you'll be able to invite people to join us in person to one of our campuses, or you can stay with us online at our online campus. But know this, whoever is giving the message will present the gospel at every service and will end by giving an opportunity for people to accept Jesus. You could also invite people to watch parties. Not everybody is ready to come back into the building. And even when it does open, we won't be able to fit everybody in with the government restrictions that they are putting on it. So this is an in-between step as we don't want people to isolate themselves from one another and stay isolated in their homes. And so I'm challenging some of you that are watching at home to say, I will host a watch party. I'll invite a handful of people. Just because there's a pandemic doesn't mean people don't need to know God. In fact, they need him more. We just need to be creative to think of solutions to create more space. So here's a challenge. Below me is a number that you can contact to sign up to open your home. You can open it to two, four, six people. I don't know. You know, so that you can have church together. Or if you're in the chat room, you can do that in the chat feed right now. Most Sundays, I have a watch party at my home. We watch the meeting together, and then we have lunch, because everything goes better with food, especially now after the fast. Our heart is to see small gatherings pop up while we can't create the big ones uh, that we are used to just yet. But here's what I want you to understand. Whether it's in church or on a Sunday, online, at home, or a watch party with friends, the common denominator is you. It's always been you. Worship experiences don't save people. They create an environment, an atmosphere. It creates an, an amazing experience for people to come and gather. But it's always been about you reaching out and inviting your friends. You reaching out for your loved ones. You reaching out to your friends, to your neighbors. It's about you. You have always been God's plan A. Jesus didn't say, go into all the nations and create worship experiences. 
No, he said, go into your job and make disciples. Don't ask me to do it for you. You go into your homes and make disciples. You go into your business and make disciples. You go into your community and make disciples of all nations. And then go baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And COVID has shown us that we are not a church gathered. We are a church deployed. And Jesus said in Luke 10, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. He was saying, the people that need God are not the problem. There are not enough people that are telling them. There's not enough people representing God to the world. And I'm not talking religion. And some of you say, well, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to lead somebody to faith. Well, let me help you right now. Are you ready? First, you have to accept personal responsibility. You have to see it as your personal duty or mission to help them know God. I bet you could give me, I believe it, you could give me the name of someone right now that's far from God but close to you. And there's a reason that you are in their world, in their life. I can't reach the whole city or community. No pastor can always call to. It's your responsibility to reach them. Secondly, develop a personal relationship. You know, you don't just drive by and shout out your car window. Hey, you, you need Jesus. I promise you that's not going to work. Hey, accept Jesus. Turn or burn. You're going to hell. Come to my church. In fact, if you say that, don't tell them the name of our church. You know, just develop a relationship with them. And that takes time. Just say, you know, I'll get to know them and invite them over. John Maxwell said this, I don't have to be like them to reach them, but I do have to like them. We have to. Thirdly, share your personal story. 1 Peter 3 says, Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. How is your life different? What was it before Jesus came into your world? And what's it been since then? It's really easy. That's your story. It's not rocket science. You're called to be a witness, not a prosecutor, not a lawyer. You don't have to defend God. Just tell your story. And then fourthly, give a personal invitation. Don't just leave them with information. You know, ask them, would you like to accept Jesus Christ? Would you like to make the decision now? Jesus never came to condemn this world. He came that this world might be saved. Would you like to accept him? You have a responsibility to those in your world, not your pastor. Your friends are not my responsibility. They're yours. You are the church. You are the army. And you are activated to go and make a difference in the world around you. So not only is our vision for people to know God, because you can know God and still be dealing with all the junk of yesterday. We have a vision to see people, number two, find freedom. Freedom from what, Mark? From the issues, the hang-ups, the habits, the hurts, the mistakes that continually hold us back from God's joy and his best. We want you to know what it is to be free. And the way you find freedom is in community. The Bible says in James 5, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. 
So let me say it this way. We go to God for forgiveness, but we go to God's people for healing. You can find forgiveness in Jesus. Absolutely. Ask God to forgive you, and I'm telling you, your slate is wiped clean. Praise God. But you have to get into community to deal with your yesterday and get healing. And you'll never, ever be able to see your tomorrow clearly if you don't deal with yesterday. God has promised you life to the full with laughter, with joy and confidence. So we've created life groups. We have all these amazing, fantastic life group leaders in our church who are really unbelievable people. We are so blessed. Anybody who's been to one will tell you real life change happens in the context of authentic relationships with people. People who love God, love you and want to grow together with you. I believe that they are now, life groups are more important in this season than they've ever been. And it's a God plan for his people to be together, for spiritual health, for growth to take place in the safety of small groups. Life group relationships are so vital. From the time COVID hit, people stepped up at the rock and said, hey, we need connection. So life groups continued to meet. We pivoted to virtual groups and Zoom groups, people meeting in coffee shops when they open, whatever it takes, whatever it takes to connect people to people. And I'm excited to see people, you know, still found during last year freedom. They found relationships, they found laughter and encouragement and are still experiencing life change in small groups during the pandemic. We have many different groups. Youth groups, young adult, women, men's, family groups. It's incredible what is taking place in the life of this church. Often, when we're facing difficulty, we need others more than ever. But you've got to ask yourself, are you connected to people that God can use? That God can use to encourage you, challenge you, build you up, and be there when you need someone in your dark moments? COVID has taught us that we need the accountability and the support of friends. Life groups are the place where healing really begins. And although God speaks when I preach, healing is often a process. Do you know where marriages are healed? They may get inspired on the weekend, but they get healed in community. Do you know where financial freedom begins? Do you know where it's found? When people get in community... And they get to a place where they can take their mask off and they can start to be honest and say, you know, I'm under financial stress. I don't know what to do. I'm about to crack. Well, let me help you. God showed me this. Every single one of us needs community. Every single one of you that are online, you need community. And my challenge to you is don't just sit back and do nothing. Take a step. Because God wants you to continue to move forward in your life. And yes, we are going to launch online life groups that are specifically for those who are not in our geographical area. So stay tuned. It's an exciting development for 2021. Many Christians spend their lives searching for something that is often right under their noses. A sense of belonging. It brings contentment, inclusion, happiness that eludes many people for their entire lives. Listen to me. Get connected. I challenge you to contact the number that's below right now to join a group. 
but why not start one for yourself? You can do that. Now, here's where the vision gets really exciting. And that is when we discover our purpose. Discovering our purpose. Here's some good news. God has a unique and special purpose for your life. And he created you in a way that is specifically designed for that calling. Let's be clear. This isn't optional. This is critical. It's critical for what God wants to do through you, but also for your own fulfillment. The Bible says in Acts 20, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task Jesus has given me. Paul was saying that when you discover your purpose, life can't derail you and hurt you like it does for so many people. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, when you have this kind of focus for your life, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So what do we do? So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Paul had so many major problems from persecution, shipwrecks, jail time, loneliness. I mean, he had a lot, a lot of bad days. But none of these had a negative effect on him like they should have. Why? Because of others. He wasn't focused on distractions, but had something bigger in his life. He had his God-given purpose. And the good thing is that even if you don't know what your purpose is, you do have one. You just have to discover it. And we want to help you do that through our Growth Steps course. We'll be launching Growth Steps online this year, which then anybody can do. So no matter where you are, you will be able to sign up and discover the unique gift that God has already put inside of you. And we will help you find a place to live out that purpose. Luke 10, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Lastly, our vision is that every one of you would make a difference. Number four, make a difference. And I'm talking about making an eternal difference in the lives of others. Jesus said, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Notice this isn't just a command, but a recipe for lasting joy. We know real joy doesn't come from making lots of money or from physical pleasures or material possessions. It comes from knowing that your life is productive from finding that you are making an eternal difference in other people's lives. Proverbs 11 says, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. That is what our dream team does every week. They serve others, ushers, greeters, life group leaders, worshipers, you know, connections in the foyer, sandals, multimedia, children's ministry, youth workers, young adults ministry, prayer warriors. I mean, it goes on. They show the love of God to our community through reaching out and serving wherever they can. So they know God. They found freedom. 
They've discovered their purpose and every day they're making a difference for all eternity. Every day is serve day. If you choose to bless one person a day, I'm telling you, in that day the opportunity will come. The most incredible thing I saw during the pandemic was how our church jumped into action. The way the people became the hands and the feet of Jesus through giving food and making masks and clothing for kids, you know, knitting jerseys, praying over and for other people. People that didn't know God are now saying, you've got something that I need. This virus has not stopped our awesome dream team. What is our dream team? Anyone serving in the house or reaching out to others. Only God knows how many people have been impacted by your acts of kindness. But you need to know something. Listen to me now carefully. You need to know this, that the giving of food supplies or helping others is not about a church. It's not about groceries. Listen to me. It's a moment when God can whisper to them, I have not forgotten you. You are loved. And because of you, their future seems brighter. So I trust you've been inspired today that you have a clearer vision of what God wants to do through you as an individual and that you understand our heart, our vision as a local church. If you want to grow in your faith, then it's time to get into the game. Time for you to personally take these four steps in your spiritual life and be a vibrant part of the rock. Whether in Paul, in Wellington, whether uh, you're online, somewhere around the world, you can still make a difference and impact the world around you. And I want to personally invite you to come along for the ride. This is our time. Let's continue to serve. Let's continue to give. And especially in this season with so many desperate people, let's give something that's real. My prayer for every one of us is to one day hear these awesome words. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. So everyone who has been faithful with their giving, every one of you who has been faithful with your tithes and your offerings, know this. You aren't giving to a church, you're giving through a church, and your faithfulness to God is making a difference, a huge difference. Not only is the life of individuals and the church being, being touched, but in your own life as well. Proverbs 3 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. I challenge you to continue to give. We can't afford to not receive a harvest during this season. I want to say to you, sow into the vision of the rock. You can scan the barcode on the screen that is below me right now, or you can go to our webpage for more details. Now, know this. I'm so excited for you. Our church is healthy. This is the year of divine acceleration, and the best is yet to come. Let's pray. God, I just thank you for giving us vision. Thank you for letting us be part of what you're doing here on planet Earth. And today we commit all our plans to you. We ask you for favor and blessing and anointing. Help us to do your will and reach as many people as we can for all eternity. Lord, thank you for this amazing church. Thank you for their generosity, their faithfulness. And give us boldness, God, to take our next step. And I thank you, God, for what you're doing today in the lives of everybody. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, if you're far from God and don't know him, or you just feel lost, but want to have a real relationship with Jesus, I'm going to give you an opportunity right now, right now. It's a simple prayer. Don't hold back. Just say it after me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you pray that simple prayer, we believe you've just been born again. You are loved by God. And he has plans and purposes for you. So I want to encourage you right now to to text that number that's below me with the word decided. And we will get some important literature to to you as soon as possible so that you can take your next step. And Jan and I will continue to pray blessings over you as we move into this year of divine acceleration. Remember to stay safe and connected. Until we meet again, share hope, show kindness, and shine Jesus.